0: what's up welcome in to our bears veteran minicamp day one recap podcast this is the chgo bears podcast presented by points bet use code chgo to live your bet life and earn up to two thousand dollars in free bets what's ever what's up everyone my name's adam hogue alongside nicholas moriano what's,
1: what's up going man? On adam you're outside you're outside um how's that
0: uh it's hot as your okay. sign in the background says very clearly what's in the um oh not the bears offense yikes in parentheses well done well done yes i know what you're asking um students mr Hogue, why are you insane enough to do a show outside on the hottest day of the year (laughs) Um, not by choice trust me not by choice uh we are getting our floors redone at the house so go a little inside the uh the company here when the bears are at Hall's hall Nick and I both live in the Northern Burbs, so it makes zero sense to sit in our hot cars and drive back downtown. It would take even longer to do the shows. We have great studios in the West Loop, which we love. But when we're out at the practice field, it makes way more sense for us to just run home and do the show. The problem with that today is um, we're having our floors refinished in our house, and um, I didn't know if I'd even have access to my office or not. I planned for it. Nick, I said, I, you know, I got to leave a little early just to make sure, which is why we started the show late because I anticipated some problems, which is indeed what happened. Um, and, yeah, why would you be dumb enough to have your floors refinished during Bears minicamp? Also a great question, but if you're familiar with the uh, world right now, the country right now, um, it is hard to get work done. There are not a lot of people working. Contractors are backed up. We've been waiting two months as it is. So when they say, hey, these are the dates we could do it, You say, okay, we'll figure things out for the show, which is why we're outside. And hopefully it sounds okay. Um, I think we're good. And if you're listening to the podcast, nothing should be really different other than you might hear like the vague noise of an air conditioner in the background. And there's a light breeze going on. But I think we're good. It sounds good. You know, you're in
1: in some shade, it looks like. You're not directly in the sun's heat like we were for a couple hours at Hallis Hall and Look, I, I said I was, I was bitching the entire time. Like yes. to be completely honest at it, like, that's just yes, who I am and I get it. Um, we were we cold. I know I can't, that's who I am. Like it's cold for the majority of the time here in Illinois. And then when it heats up to about a hundred degrees, I will do that. And I will do that consistently.
0: I'll stay true to who I am. Yeah. You spent most of the practice uh, getting Melting. criticized by me, Jason leisure, Herb Howard, uh, Jason for... Leisure
1: gave me some ice. He gave me some ice. I put it Uh-oh. on. Me. He just came over to me, gave me some ice. I'm like, all right, I'll take this and put it on my neck. Appreciated, Jason. And then he's like, go move to, or go to Canada.
0: I'm like, yeah. He actually <laughs> had a pretty strong argument with I that I agreed with. If you can't put up with Chicago summers, then what are you doing here? Because it's pretty much the only time worth living here. Although I would actually say the falls are pretty nice. Yeah, I love the uh, fall. And um... he. Disagreed with me there. Too. Yeah, but winter sucks. And then spring is basically just winter again, just a little mm-hmm. bit of a warmer winter. And then it just goes straight to 98, 100% humidity. Yeah. You didn't come here for the weather talk, though. We understand that. and We apologize for being late. Technical uh, issues. I am slightly worried about my computer situation here. Even though I'm not in the sun, it is extremely hot. Um, so if I just disappear in the middle of this thing, my computer probably blew up. That would be (laughs) essentially what you can assume happened. Um, But thanks for sticking with us. You know, and honestly, we would have started late anyway, because Justin Fields was late today. And uh, I'm actually going to need your help, Nick, because while I was dealing with all those technical difficulties, I wasn't able to consume the Justin Fields press conference. Everything else. um, Oh, here we go. Now we're trying to do a software update right in the middle of this. Apple, thank you very much. Um, No, thank you. Cancel. We will we will do that uh, later tonight. I think I still have to enter my password and uh, get, to get that message to go away. Thanks a lot, Apple. Appreciate That's you. True. Obviously, they are not familiar with the C.H.G.O. Bears podcast, which is starting uh, at three forty five today in Chicago. Should have gotten the Samsung. just saying. But uh, to
1: kind of recap, look, Justin Fields <laughs> press conference was fairly short. I mean, Darnell Mooney definitely took up a majority of the time um, speaking to to the media there. I think the big thing, and you'll probably see this plastered all over um, articles, is that Patrick Finley asked him, "Are you ready? Are you eager to play a game uh, right now? Are you ready to go?" And Justin Fields, being honest with it, he's like, "No, we're not ready to play a game right now. We're not ready to start the season right now." He's someone that likes to be very prepared uh, in everything that he does, and if they were to play a game right now, he said, "This, we're as a team, we're not there yet." So, I think that would be like the the main, I don't know, headline that you'll get from Justin Fields because we did not get a good amount of time to talk to him and honestly, if it kept going any longer Adam, I had to bail out to get here so we can do the show. Um other than that, he also talked about just the competition that him and Darnell Mooney have with each other. Um Darnell Mooney was really talking about it a lot saying that, you know, they kind of push each other whether it's in uh, just weightlifting and seeing who will stay at the facility longer on an off day. And they kind of told the story about how a Friday or a Saturday that they were both there, not mandatory, but they just kept kind of pushing each other. But he, he likes having a guy that will push him because it makes him want to do better. And Darnell Mooney also said, like, his success is my success. And, you know, if those two were able to have a good season, you know, it's going to be better for the Bears.
0: Yeah, I appreciate that honesty from Justin Fields um, because, uh, quite frankly, that's what we're seeing right now on the practice mm-hmm. field is an offense that does not look that good. Um, and, you know, maybe we should start there. There's a lot, quite frankly, in this show to get through. I have a lot in the notebooks. I know I know you do too, Nick. Um, and we want to leave some time towards the end of the pod two to answer some questions. We do have three days of this mini camp, so we don't get to everything today. Promise we'll get you tomorrow or Thursday, but I think we should start with the offense just in general, then get to some some of the other specifics, uh, including the offensive line, Tevin Jenkins, that whole deal. Um, and then eventually we got to talk about Robert Quinn too, who was not there uh, in case you missed that. Robert Quinn is not showing up and it is not excused. Matty Refuse made that very clear. He wants him there and he's not. So that's something the Bears are going to have to deal with as an organization. But it was another day of the Bears defense beating the offense and we've talked about this like all the other otas we've done these shows it that seems to be the theme last week that's what we saw matt eberflus talked about how the offense had a good day monday we just got to take him at his word for that and we still have two days of this mini camp to look at but the reality is on the days we've been out there we've seen a lot of plays that seem to be strung out where fields is not able to get rid of the ball fast, where he has to roll out undesigned and just get the playoff. And it, you know, in a practice setting, it's probably a sack in a real game or it's a throw away. We brought up that throw last weekend in the end zone where we couldn't figure out, you know, is he just throwing it up to continue the play mm-hmm. or is that a game? Is he throwing the ball away? You know, it's tough to tell. So I asked Matt Eberflus today about this, Nick, And, you know, just being honest, like, I know we don't get to see all the practices, but the big focus for Justin Fields right now is getting the ball, getting rid of the ball faster. And as an offense, you know, quicker decisions. And actually, and and, and we're seeing the opposite of that a lot of times. We're seeing plays being strung out. And it's not just the defense winning, which happens a lot it seems to actually be somewhat of a problem. Now, I did love his answer, which some of it might sound like excuses, but it is a real, it is a real thing, and I, and I appreciated Matty Refuse's answer because I don't think he's ducking the most likely truth that the defense is actually better than the offense right now, and the offense is struggling a little bit. But he did point out, and this is 100% fair, goes along with what Cole Komet said last week to us, there's very little you're getting out of the running game right now yeah. in this OTA setting. And Cole Komet said it last week. Our OTAs valuable. He said, yes, passing game, timing, chem- chemistry, all that. But running game, basically worthless because it's not live tackling. It's not live hitting. You really can't execute much in the running game in this setting. And a big part of this offense that the Bears are installing has to do with the running game, has to do with play action. And so even if you're running plays that are play action, you are running a lot of seven-on-seven seven or even 11-on-11 11 11 in settings where that defense, that ball-hawking defense that you're trying to get going here in Chicago in this new scheme, new scheme pretty much knows it's a pass every time, right? Or can sit on the pass and... I think that is a very practical answer that makes sense. I don't think it excuses everything. I think it's still somewhat concerning going into training camp that it's looked like it has, Nick. But I can accept that answer. And he even said, we'll get a better idea of this when the pads go on in training camp. And then that's when I think we can really sound the alarm bells if it still looks as tough and rough as it has looked so far. Yeah, and another thing that I was picking up on just from listening
1: to Eberflus, Darnell Mooney, and Justin Fields for the brief time that we got to, you know, listen to him, it sounds like the offense was being... The the coaching staff kind of took a step back. Like, you're going to run these game-like situations where we're not going to tell you what to do. And what did we also see in that practice? And we saw some false starts kind of happening throughout the practice. And so you're kind of allowing Justin Fields to run this offense. And at this point they're still installing a lot of these things. There's things that yes, they're trying to memorize plays, but now today was it sounded like just from what Eberflus was saying too, that's why they had the officials there run the offense and kind of do your own thing and let's see how that works. And today it did not look good. It didn't look good and Justin Fields even talked about like like I said earlier, like they're not ready to run a, a play a game today. They're not. So you kind of got to see where they're at, where they're still growing in this offense, but that's what Darnell Mooney said. They're running like game-like situations in this practice. And for the most part, in this hot 100-degree day, it was the defense that made a lot of the plays. It was all over. Um, like, if there were actual plays where the offensive line had to block, Justin Fields would have been hit a couple times. He would have been sacked. Mm-hmm. There were definitely interceptions that happened. There were drop passes. Like, And even when the plays were executed almost to perfection, you have like a Daz Newsom getting hit right in the chest, right in the chest over the middle of the field. And Jaquan Brisker gets an interception because of it. It's like, man, you almost had everything down. And then the, you know, one, it only takes one of those 11 at him to screw something up and it becomes a negative play instead of a nice gain over the middle of the field.
0: Yeah. So look, we don't need to harp on, uh, that too much other than to say, Hey, this has been a theme during OTAs. It happened. is a little concerning. Um, and we'll check back at training camp. Also, we'll check back tomorrow and Thursday. Maybe there's an improvement. Um, so we'll see on that. Now, offensive line, very, very interesting. Because we said this last week. I said this. I said this. I said I. W- I want to see what it looks like next week. Is this the coaches are are saying that Tevin Jenkins moving back to the second team? They're just trying things. That seems hard to believe. Um, after now we're in the veteran mini camp. And there wasn't a change from last week, which means Braxton Jones was your left tackle rookie fifth round pick out of Southern Utah, making a heck of a jump up in competition. Um, and Hey, spin zone. Maybe this is the greatest draft pick of all time. And he's just that good already. And he's the first team left tackle in the NFL. If so. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that's, that's amazing. Um, But Larry Borum's back on the right side. Tevin Jenkins with the twos. Your reaction?
1: Um, I mean, that's what it was. We were kind of talking about it. Like, what does this mean? It's like, does that mean that Braxton Jones is really good? Are they still figuring it out? But Matty Rufluson, I don't know if he said this in his other press conferences, but he said they were finishing out the last six practices with this combination. I don't, I don't remember hearing that in the other, in the other press conferences. Like you're going to don't be surprised if you see these guys again. But he said, yeah, I, I think Herb Howard asked the question. And he said, yeah, the last, these last, like I mentioned, like these last six practices, we're going to go with this combination and assess in training camp. So um, that was, uh, I guess, new to me. But it's, uh, yeah, that's that's what ended up uh, being the case with Braxton Jones at left tackle and um, Larry Borm at right tackle and Tevin Jenkins running exclusively with the twos.
0: Yeah, um, I don't I don't know that's a good sign. Um, but again, there's a lot of time between now and even the preseason games, right? And uh, certainly the regular season games. So definitely just another thing that's notable. Hey, there's good things that are notable. There's bad things that are notable. We got a couple things here to start the show, just reporting what's going on that, that probably not ideal unless... Braxton Jones is the greatest draft pick of all time. Okay. So, and then maybe it is a good thing. I I just look, you and I were standing together when Carson Taylor. Now I would, I would like an honest, I don't, we can't really run polls here live on the show, but I would love to run a live poll from our viewers that are watching live. If they've ever heard of Carson Taylor. Okay. Now, We've yes. heard of Carson Taylor. I took note of him originally at rookie minicamp. Said, hey, that guy looks a little undersized for a defensive end, but he sure looks quick and he's doing some good things out here. Granted, it's against a bunch of guys that won't be on the team in three days. This is rookie minicamp, remember? Um, and I looked them up. Okay. Northern Arizona, 6'3, 241. Um, I remember tweeting something about him that weekend and like it took hold amongst the uh, rabbit Northern Arizona fan community. Um, But there was a lot of people that were actually like, you know, don't be surprised if this guy actually impresses a little bit in camp. Well, he impressed today. I took note of him because he beat the crap out of seven Jenkins on one specific rep (laughs) that you and I were watching. (laughs) Now, it wasn't just that play. It was actually, I, I thought he had a really good uh, practice. In fact, I tweeted afterwards, like, hey, here's a rookie that maybe we should start paying a little bit more attention to. We'll, now, there's again, a lot of time. We'll see if that gets flushed out when the pads come on because they're not wearing pads. To me, that looked like a rep, though, Nick. I don't know if it mattered that the pads were on. Like, it was just a guy beating a guy. And um, so, again, on the good side, Bears might have an undrafted rookie who they signed out of rookie main camp. And that's happened before who can be somewhat of a contributor. Um, And he is working with the twos at that point, if he's going up against Tevin Jenkins, but then again, Jenkins got beat on the play. Yeah. And the thing where
1: he Taylor was able to beat Jenkins is he beat him to the spot. Right. And that was a big emphasis for Tevin Jenkins. Like you have to work on being lighter and getting to a spot, setting the edge and being able to block there on this specific play without pads yeah, Carson Taylor beat him to the spot and was able to work back inside, and he would have made the tackle easily. So that's something that Tevin Jenkins needs to prove he can do at a lighter weight on that specific rep. And yeah, fifty nine was showing up a couple of times. It, he it, it went in favor of Taylor. So, you know, you you put everything together now, Adams, like Tevin Jenkins running with the twos. You're getting beat by, you know, guys that I think most of our listeners are like, hmm, that's the first time I'm hearing this guy's name. Yeah. And now now let's see these, the next let's see tomorrow. We'll be, we'll be at Bears practice on Wednesday. If that stays consistent, I think we were getting an indication of where Eber Flus's coaching staff might be leaning towards with the offensive line and what they're thinking is going to be the first team unit. But right now, the, the arrow is trending down for Tevin Jenkins, but still, I think a big part of his game is we'll see with pads, and I guess it's
0: to be continued. Now again, I don't want it to sound like we're being negative here. I want the record to show that when Braxton Jones and Carson Taylor go into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. <laughs> you heard you, it here first. You heard it here first on this show today. All right. Um <laughs> Yeah. Uh all right. Some other notable things. Well, let's just get through some other practice observations since we're kind of on that topic, not to make too big of a deal out of certain plays. But last week I mentioned how um we agree that Jalen Johnson had a nice pass breakup right in that OTA practice last week. But I also made the point like, man, those are the type of plays I'd really like to see him turn into pick sixes when he's jumping an out route and he just didn't quite jump it fast. It was good pass breakup, but he didn't quite jump it fast enough. Originally I thought Nick watching that play live at practice that he should have caught the ball. Once I saw the replay, the highlight Mm -hmm. the Bears put out themselves, I was like, okay, he couldn't, it would have been a really, really tough catch. But if he reads and reacts faster, pick six, almost the exact same play happened today. It sure looked like, I don't know if it was the same overall play, but it was like the same specific out throw that he jumped perfectly gone. Like to see that. Definitely like to see that. You know, you see a play, it happens in practice, you say, oh, it's good, but it could be even better. And then the next week he he takes care of it. Yeah, and that was on Justin Fields too. Like, exclaimer, like that was Justin
1: Fields. I don't know if he was late. I don't know. Again, it's hard to see, but we did see the pick six happen for Jalen Johnson. And you honestly, you want to see that from him. He's a guy that's your number one corner, and you need to see him make those type of plays. And he was able to execute in to perfection on that out route, Just Taking those risks. And that was something they didn't maybe do quite enough last year. Took the risk there, end up in a pick six.
0: Yeah. Uh, and every play has, again, positive and a negative. So, mm-hmm. you know, it is Justin Fields throwing an interception on that type of play. Of course, we don't always know. I'll say the same thing I said last week. Like, that may have been a play where that's where he's supposed to throw the ball. And yeah. goes back to what Matt Iberflu said. You start seeing these plays over and over again. You know the offense is passing. It does give an advantage to the defense, and that's uh, definitely fair to point out. Um, You mentioned, let's see, you mentioned the drop by Daz Newsome at one point, which led to an interception for Jaquan Brisker. I will say this, you know, when the ball's in the air, the ball's loose. The defense is, at least in practice, has been very, very opportunistic on the days that we've been out there. Yeah, just that's
1: you know i don't know if they you know the media's there it's like all right the ball's gonna fly up into the db's hands but a lot of times like there are just people around the football right and it just seemed like and again last regime that wasn't the case and they're they've been practicing it. darnell mooney mentioned like he noticed the intensity of that defense and the new scheme that they're running from a couple weeks in so now you're kind of seeing it with the turnovers and everything that they're kind of doing but yeah, that's that. Again, we highlighted that play, how it was a negative for, for Daz Newsom, but definitely a positive for Jaquan Brisker, who continues to make plays on the ball. All right.
0: There was one, um, I would say, pretty significant injury. Not, yeah, it was, I mean, it was a big injury today. We'll, and we'll talk about that in a second. But first, I want to tell you the best way to support CHGO is to download the Points Bet app. Use code CHGO when you sign up. And if you do that right now, you'll get two risk free bets up to $2,000, and that's not it, because if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO Locker. That's $2,000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free T-shirt from the CHGO Locker, all for making more than a first, uh, more than a $50 first-time deposit at PointsBet. Any questions, email pointsbet.com at allchgo.com. We'll help you out. Your home for live in-play betting just got even better because they have the live NBA same-game parlay. You know, last night would have been a wild ride if you were running those live NBA same-game parlays. You had the Warriors looking like they're going to blow them out, and then Celtics come back, and then the Warriors basically do blow them out. So could have had some fun there with the live NBA same-game parlay. For the first time ever, you can build those parlays only with points bet Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game and boost those parlays as well. Online sign-up is available in Illinois. Download the PointsBet app right now. Register your account from start to finish, all from your phone. What are you waiting for once the game starts? Don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, Chicago sports fans, if
1: you aren't a member of our CHGO family, at this point, what are you waiting for? Members will have access to all of our premium content, from all of our great writers. Um, you know, I had a article come out earlier this week on Justin Jones. Will continues to be just putting out those player previews, and he has a couple more in the works. And, and we'll have a recap um, at the end of the week on all these um, mandatory mini camp practices. So you want to tune in for all of that. You also get a free t shirt of your choice when you become a member, and you get access to the members only Discord, the CHGO Lounge. And of course, we have podcasts and live shows. On every team, every day. Sometimes Adam will be inside of his house, at the studio, or outside. You never know. That's why you got to tune you in each, each and every week. So come join this amazing family that is constantly growing here at CHTO. Maybe that's a
0: game we should start with. Just like, where, where the hell do I do the show from? Yeah, I like it. We should do that. As long as it is easier to set everything up and get going faster. Yeah. Without my computer blowing up. Um. All right. Late in practice today, um, since I I couldn't even tell if it was a legitimate ball that was loose or if it was just one of those scoops off the ground because the defense is being told to scoop the ball. I think it was on an incomplete pass. Ball was just loose scoop. Um, Well, I guess a downside of playing those plays out was then you had Dakota Dozier look like he was trying to make a play. Did you see the whole thing unfold?
1: i mean i just uh, saw the
0: i just saw the scoop and they're like trying to do mm -hmm. a scoop and score and then it looked like probably dozier was trying to go after i don't know but then he fell down um and it unfortunately was a situation where they had to bring the cart out because it looked like uh some type of leg injury um they brought the cart out he was able to stand up with a lot of help to get on the cart and uh the bears actually had to switch to the other field that's directly adjacent just to finish practice while all that was going on. So um, don't know anything more than that. Matt Eberflus didn't have any updates afterwards, uh, so we don't know the severity at this point. But if it is something that's significant uh, that impacts the season, that is somebody who was competing for that right guard job with Sam Mustapher. So what already appeared to be a big hole still a big hole. Yeah,
1: and he was shaking his head too. I'm just kind of watching just how he was handling it. You know, obviously, knowing that he's trying to kind of win a starting spot at that right guard position, competing with Sam Musfer, but just saw him shake his head in disappointment as, as, you know, expected and, you know, going into Hellas Hall there. So, yeah, like Adam said, we don't know the severity of it. Hopefully it's nothing too significant, but he did look pretty down you know, when he's getting carted off the field and the bears are having to move to the other side of practice. And that's where our, I guess, view of practice ended because you couldn't see anything happen once they went to the other field.
0: Nope. Yeah. Cause that, and that was nobody's fault. It was just so late. Um, and you want to keep practice going. You don't want all the attention, uh, uh, you know, on the injured player. And, uh, just, you hate to see that. I, you know, fortunately I haven't seen that a whole lot. Um, over the years, during this time of year, it does happen occasionally. Um, Teddy Bridgewater's injury wasn't that this time of year, wasn't it? That before training camp, I want to say when he I got think that was training camp. Yeah, I so like, that must have been earlier. Yeah, um, but uh, you know, y- you hate seeing it, no matter who it is, and um, you know, usually once, usually once you get to training camp, unfortunately, there are definitely days where guys go out on the car with significant injuries. When the pads are on, you're, you're playing a little bit closer to real football, but um, it does happen from time to time. So we wish the best for Dakota Dozier. Um, Cause you hate seeing that. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what the bears do there. Um, perhaps even sign somebody, you know, for the next two days. Yeah. I mean, they, need
1: they, they need to add to that right guard position, regardless if Dakota Dozier was uh, still available. So, that that'd be
0: something that I can definitely foresee happening. Um all right. The let's see, what else? So that was most of the offensive line stuff. And I guess we should talk about the fact that the Bears made a roster move yesterday. That was a little surprising.
1: Yeah, we were thinking, all that talk like, of <laughs> Jeremiah Tachu. He sounded like he was in prime time to have a good season transitioning and defenses, how this is gonna work to all of his athletic ability and now he's gone. So it's it's unfortunate to see, but I I mean, if you're Jeremiah Itachu, it's like a slap to the face, I would imagine. Like you go to speak to in the media and now you're not even with the Bears anymore.
0: there was it was that was very interesting timing too. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't I just thought it was an interesting move overall. I don't think it's necessarily gonna um you know,
1: you know he was talking up the scheme so much, so yeah. that other free agents like, oh man, Jeremiah Tatchu, did you hear what the scheme was going to do for him? And that's what they wanted out of Jeremiah Tatchu, and and now he's gone.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, I know there's some money saved there and all that, but um, yeah, ah, uh, it it was interesting. So the Bears let Jeremiah Tachu go, um, and yeah, last week he was talking about you know how he couldn't wait to play in a four or three for the first time since college, and he just didn't have to worry about dropping into coverage and. We'll see where he ends up next. Um, in his place, the Bears signed a nose tackle Mike Pennell, Which another interesting thing about that is, like, he doesn't even play the same position, so it's not even like they were swapping out the same spot. You're talking about an interior um, nose tackle who I, you know, I believe has played. I, originally, he he was undrafted and went to the Packers. Spent time with the Packers. Last couple of seasons, he's been with the Chiefs um so he does have experience in different schemes and i did think that that was an area where they had to add a little bit of depth so you know cr- maybe creating a little bit of a hole elsewhere but i don't know i, I it always seemed like atashi always seemed like uh, uh I, and we talked about this when we talked about him last week like signed to play in a different scheme signed by a different regime i'm sure he's been thinking this off season kind of wondering like hey how do i fit here
1: yeah, and actually, shout out to Alex Shapiro from NBC Sports Chicago. Um, the Bears actually signed Mike Pennell to a one year deal last year, too, but he was cut in late August. He later signed with the Falcons, oh, go, the, the Chicago Falcons, right? Um, and played 10 games for them there. And now he's back with the Bears and fills that, that spot for Jeremiah Tachu. So, uh, yeah, Alex Shapiro had that in a, a tweet. I'm like, oh, that you know, completely, honestly, I completely forgot about that.
0: Yeah, he, look,
1: he's been around the league, but. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not expecting much out of a Michael Pennell, to be completely honest. Yeah,
0: it's just a, one of those June roster moves. I think it was more interesting the timing with Jeremiah Tachu, with, especially after him talking to us and being so excited. Like, genuinely. Like, not just, you know, a lot of guys are excited this time of year, but he seemed, like, genuinely excited about playing in a 4-3. He did.
1: No, and yeah, it's unfortunate. One thing that I did want to bring up, to Adam, we I think we mentioned, like, there were officials Uh, refs at today's practice and um Matt Eberflus actually said this is going to be something that you're going to it's going to be recurring they're going to bring them back in for these remaining days but also in training camp and they're going to use refs from the Big Ten and also the NFL but these refs are available and have been uh, also in the team meetings so that players can ask the referees questions about you know whatever it may be and I, I think that's a really good move. And this is not the first time we've seen refs at practice, of course, but to have them available so players can ask questions, especially I would imagine like the DBs have, have a bunch of questions for these refs. It's like, are you going to let me play defense or are you going to call pass interference every single time? But, uh, you know, just making sure that his team is always prepared. He mentioned that in Indianapolis, the defense was one of the least penalized teams in the league, the offense was also uh, one of the least penalized teams. Um, you know, uh, on that side of the ball too. So just to ensure that his team doesn't beat itself. And in this practice, there were a couple of false start penalties, but you got to get it out of the
0: way at some point. Right. Yeah. Look, um, it, it's, it's been a, uh, something they've done for a while to have referees at training camp for at least like a week stretch. Um, I believe they had them at uh, house hall last year during the dolphins week.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yep.
0: And then it's become more – and then that's usually when they have, like, a team meeting. So, I do think that they've expanded that. I don't know if that's an NFL initiative or – like, because the training camp stuff, that's mandatory. They go everywhere, Um and they're supposed to be – and and usually in the past, pre-COVID, the reporters, we would actually get a session with the referees to learn about all the new rules and have them answer any questions that we have, which is – I always enjoyed that. Um, but, yeah, I think – over the years, it, it's expanded more into the off season. It's really a win win. Like it, to get the, it, I, I believe it was Carl Cheffers the referee that was out there today. Um, hope I have that right. Um, but they also had it looked like a supervisor out there too that some of the other officials were going to to answer some questions. So it's a win win for both sides, in my opinion. And um, you know, we've also seen in the past the Bears we'll bring in some non NFL officials just to referee practice sometimes and, and add that element to the game. So I, I I definitely think that's a a beneficial thing for both sides. Um, anything else you have in your notebook?
1: Oh, Oh, I had the best catch of the day from a one Nathan Peterman connecting to Chris Fink on a, like the slant route should have been that hard to catch, but, Chris Fink laid out his five foot nine frame. What, maybe my size. Just going over there, diving, extending, and making a, a really good catch. I saw it happen. I'm like, damn. It shouldn't have been that difficult in the first place, but that was an impressive catch by Chris Fink, who you, you see seventeen usually flash at some point in a practice. So he that's where he he showed uh what he can do uh today.
0: Uh I saw that play too and agreed it was a very very nice catch. You're right that it should not have been that hard to catch, but he did lay out for it and it and it was uh very well done. Um what did you think about Eddie Jackson's press conference today? Yeah, Eddie Jackson um kind of talked about again
1: tag teaming with Jaquan Brisker and he was pretty candid he was pretty candid with his um answer to whether He likes playing in the box or roaming around. And he's like, Jaquan has come out and said, like, hey, I like to be in the box. I like to be there. He's like, hey, if he wants to do that, I think I play my best as the safety who's roaming around and making plays. So um, that's what A. Jackson had to say. Still, obviously, um, you know, just learning this defense and, you know, kind of trying to get acclimated to it. But he does like that Jaquan Brisker is already making plays. It's good to see early on in camp. And, you know, hopefully that's – we didn't get to – unfortunately, we didn't get to see that duo much today because A. Jackson didn't practice. He had a helmet,
0: but he didn't practice. Uh, yeah, and I found that to be interesting still. Um, by the way, I want to correct myself r- real quick. Craig Rolstad, pretty sure that was the referee today. I knew as I was saying Carl Sheffers, I was mixing them up. uh, And then I had to look up the right one. But, yes, just want to be completely uh, 100% accurate on that one. 99.9% accurate on that one. Hey, you you did the work. You researched
1: it, made sure you got it right. I like that, Adam. Uh, What I also like is our next partnership that we have, which is Owen, which stands for only what you need. This brand is a 100% plant-based protein company that gives you high quality and carefully selected ingredients to keep you functioning throughout your entire workday and especially after an intense workout. In these protein shakes, you get your vegan omega-3s, your green superfoods like broccoli, kale, and spinach. We should all eat more of those. And all these amazing ingredients reinforce what OWEN stands for, only what you need. I've been using OWEN for the last two years. They even got my girlfriend hooked on it. CHDO is also hooked on it. And if you're looking for a recommendation on flavors, I should have asked Justin Fields this today, the Pro Elite Chocolate Shake is my favorite. And I bring up Justin Fields because I first heard about Owen from QB1, Justin Fields, who does follow a plant-based diet. Owen and CHGO have partnered up to give you an awesome offer. When you use the code CHGO20, you get 20% off your first purchase at liveowen.com. Again, that's 20% off with the code CHGO20 at liveowen.com. So join us here at CHGO and Justin Fields and try Owen only when you need.
0: Yeah, and just a reminder again, the uh, to check out all of our great content at CHGO. These are the closest things we've had to our post game shows which I cannot wait for once the games start. Um but they'll be fun to do during training camp too. You know, we're going to try to bring you on a daily basis the the best stuff um from every day from these practices in this mini camp is kind of a a little bit of a dress rehearsal for us, too, especially to work out uh, the technical side of things when it's 98 degrees out and you have to do the show outside. Uh, yeah. Now and now we've given, done it.
1: Yeah. And given live reactions to what we're seeing out there. And obviously, once it's the games, you could be a lot more in depth and we don't have to <laughs> sugarcoat some of the things
0: we're seeing. We can tell you exactly what's yes. happening in our analysis of it. Um, but in the meantime, our great teammates uh, at CHGO have these post- post-game podcasts for you every single day and great content at allchgo.com. So make sure you're signing up for those memberships and um, checking out the CHGO locker as well and getting all of our great T-shirts, which are phenomenal. Um, so that is all there for you at allchgo.com. Uh, do you want to sh- close the show with uh, answering any questions that you guys might have? Um, so our producer Natalie can kind of throw those up. I did want to throw out one more thing though, uh, from Kyler Gordon. What's that? You got a box, yes. Before, um, uh, as you were kind of you know working with the, the
1: laptop, there, I got a box here, Adam. And I was gonna do like a live unboxing here because I think I know what it is. Um, Ooh. it's from my old uh, professor at DePaul. And I, for people who maybe listen to the, the Chicago Audible podcast, I did a story. My good friend Adam Sivia, who was in a tragic accident, had to get his legs amputated, but he's he's going out and kicking ass right now. And that story got first place in regional. I think this may be the national. It could be national first place. It could be nothing. It could be, uh, hey, Nick, you didn't win anything. So I was kind of oh. unbox this and see what it was. But if we have any questions, as I'm probably struggling to open the box, we could definitely do that too. All right. Well, but we do. I'm chat curious
0: from a mint. Um thanks for throwing that in there man we appreciate, appreciate you. Um as we see what's going through the box. I what I was going to say is that Kyler Gordon still not practicing but Matt Eberflus did not seem concerned at all. Um he pointed out that Gordon was on the field doing side work and added he's doing awesome. So I did want to make sure that we threw out there. All right, what is in the box? I feel like it's like a David Letterman segment i know what do we got here society of professional journalists oh that was loud it's a
1: folder Oh, what do we get wait wait, wait. is this mark of excellence award winner yeah. so is that is that first place that i win everything region five i think i i think i just got first place for this award adam i feel like oh my uh, god uh like you know this is like a I don't know school. Yeah, no school. Obviously, so winner presented Nicholas Moriano to Paul University Siv Strong in recognition of outstanding accomplishment in collegiate journalism in the category of television sports reporting. Sweet, wow. let's wow. go. Nice, nice oh, I job. Can't wait to tell Adam. Appreciate it, Adam. That's uh, up on the wall.
0: <laughs> um, great job by Will, printing out that certificate and sending it to you. No. <laughs> thanks well you you put your name on it you should have done that that would have been a heck of a prank no that is real congratulations man that's cool appreciate that's it appreciate it yeah um, um yeah it took a while to do i had to fly to new
1: orleans then, like i told my press i'm like hey i have to go to new orleans that's where my friend lives i'm gonna do a bunch of reporting and video work and hey it worked out i'm glad i was
0: able to tell the story the right way yeah um all right we have some questions. The first one I saw pop up there was, uh, was it hot today? Yes, it was. Uh, if you missed the start of our podcast or the sign, I know it was a f- facetious question, but um, yes, it, w- it was definitely hot. Uh, did Gordon sign his contract yet? Yeah, maybe that's what's going on. Maybe. You know? He was
1: he was moving out there. I mean, he didn't have a helmet, but he was uh, moving. He was there. And like you said, Averflus
0: was not too concerned. Yeah. And you don't, want to get hurt yeah so i um you know we haven't talked about oh wait did we did we
1: talk about robert quinn i I, I forget like
0: well we 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 mentioned that he wasn't there um but yeah we should talk about that and like what it means it was because we we did we did um we're the bears drafting with the first pick in 2023 says jets gang Um, oh that would require the jets to not have the first overall pick Oh yeah, if that's and, happening, um, I did point out, tempting. I did point out the one way the Bears get the first overall pick. In oh yeah, today when we were talking, I don't. Do you want to explain how? I'm they just gonna say of- the Bears <laughs> are in trouble if Justin Fields were to get hurt. Yes, they okay. definitely would be. They yeah. definitely would. Uh, will Getze meet with the media during minicamp? Wondering if he's telling Justin to throw, regardless of it, if anyone is open. So You know, it's a great thing. There was a lot going on. It was a great question. There was a lot going on with Eberflus. We're not going to hear from Getze. I was a little surprised by that, but the coordinators are not being made available during mini camp. So um, we'll have to wait till training camp to talk to them. And if that's the case, we're just going to have to ask Matt Iberflus that question. But still a good question, and it should be asked tomorrow. Um, back to Robert Quinn really quickly. I think because I've been saying, let's see if he shows up to veteran minicamp. He's not there. I, Maddie refluce didn't want to talk about it. I pushed anyway to say, Hey, just want to make sure this was a situation where you guys basically gave him permission and not show up. Mm -hmm. And he made it clear. No, it's not excused. It's mandatory minicamp. He wishes he was here, wishes he was there. So, and he also said, that's up to the front office now to kind of figure out from this point on, I, I think it lends more credence than to some of the rumors that have been out there that Robert Quinn m- might want to be playing for a different team this year. He might and Eberflus has communicated
1: with Robert Quinn. He made that known too. It's like it was a birthday a couple weeks ago. He made sure to send him uh, you know, a birthday text. and so he has communicated with Robert Quinn. but like you said, it is inexcusable. Um, I see here from Kyle, if Jenkins doesn't work out a tackle, right guard is available. Eberflus was asked about that, like, is is that in the realm of possibility? And he said he wouldn't, I guess, all the, all the possibilities are in the realm of possibilities, essentially what Matt Eberflus said. So,
0: maybe. I don't know. Yeah, he didn't rule yeah. it out. He also didn't really answer it convincingly. Um, yeah. On, honestly, if Jenkins was working at right guard with the second team, I would tell you, yeah that would actually make a little bit more sense than what we've seen, you know, or at least at least um, make you feel better maybe about the whole thing. He didn't just get dropped to the second team. Um, Cause if he's switching positions, you can say, ah, oh, we're easing them into it, you know, at, at right guard. Again, I don't want to make too much of it. They're not wearing pads. But let, the thing is too, Adam, like he's still
1: look, even though he's with the second team, He's still getting the footwork, the rep at right tackle, so it's still the position he would, I you know maybe play with the first team and get, getting the footwork down and stuff. Obviously, the competition's lower down and the status of being first team, second team. So there's still value in in being in this, you know, with the second team, you're still going through the the motion of things. But yeah, like if it they were I don't know admitting defeat that he's gonna go to the right guard, if we were seeing it. It makes a little bit more sense.
0: Yeah, I, I, I would. I think you could spin it at least a little bit and be like, hey, and maybe, hey, that maybe that's the, what we see here with um, Dakota Dozier being out. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's possible. Um, and you could spin it and be like, hey, look, we just have a huge need here. We're gonna we're gonna try him there. I don't know, but at the same time, it, I, without seeing Braxton Jones and pads and real practices or even preseason games, like it's hard to buy into the idea that he's the greatest draft pick of all time. That didn't look, I didn't, I didn't see Al Kwandi
1: Mohammed out there practicing. So who's he like, there's Travis Gibson. There's yeah. no Robert Quinn. Like he's not even going up against the, the, you know, the top guys for the bears at the edge there. So we need to see that. And then we can see if
0: he's, is the best draft pick ever. Um, Comment here from Joseph, put yourself in Quinn's shoes. He's got limited Time left to play. Is this the best place for him to take a shot? Look, and the answer to that is probably not. And no. we're kind of all in agreement that no one's going to blame the Bears if they trade him, and no one's blaming Robert Quinn for wanting to play somewhere else. Quite frankly, I'm not. Um, but we also s- talked about how it's valuable for him to be around some of these younger guys at his position until, if, and when that happens where he's traded, you'd like him around, right? And um, the voluntary portion was. N- voluntary so he didn't have to be there and you can live with that but this is a week at house hall that is mandatory and you know look he's made a lot of money he probably does not mind paying whatever fine he has to pay for not being there this week he's in the middle of a summer probably with his family i have no grudges whatsoever about any of that stuff so maybe he'll show up to training camp on time and this will be a non-issue i was still a little surprised he wasn't there today Same here. And I wish I had seen the
1: Ian Rappaport tweet um, while I was searching for Robert Quinn when he tweeted out that Robert Quinn was not at practice. So I was out there looking for 94 and he was I was never going to see 94. But, you know, that's why I guess I need to check my phone more. I probably shouldn't.
0: Nick, welcome to your first experience on the beat where you're not allowed to tweet what you're seeing with your own eyes. But then one of the insiders, the National Insiders tweets was not there. Yeah. Who's not there tweets what you're seeing through your eyes. It's it's actually kind of a very confusing experience um, the first time it happens to you. Just like what's going on in the brain, like houses. But yeah. Uh, anyway, we got to get out of here. Uh, CHGO bets is coming up next. We got to make way for them to get into the studio um, and hope you enjoy the show today. Got plenty to dive through uh, with bears mini camp the laptop survived it did not blow up we're doing well it is hot out here but i'm not complaining nick was nick was insufferable hearing him go through that practice with how much tomorrow too. tomorrow's gonna be hot i'll be the same exact way i'll be loving it because it's still better in winter uh thanks everybody for watching appreciate you follow us on twitter at adam hogue at nicholas moriano and we will be back tomorrow follow us at chgo underscore sports, underscore bears. Use that code on points, but C-H-G-O. We're back again tomorrow, 3.30, with another recap from practice. A lot more coming this week. We'll talk to you then.